This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. Dot, I assume Tom. All right. Christmas Con 2022, Pasadena, California. I am here with Disney fine arts artist, cartoonist, multifaceted, multi-talented creator, Clinton Hobart. How are you? Great. How are you? Can't complain. You know, I talked to you yesterday very briefly, and you were surprised at the turnout and the people that were ready to collect art at a Christmas convention. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was blown away. I didn't know really know what to expect. I do comic cons a lot, but I've never actually done a Christmas con. Uh, and I, I guess I just, um, I, I didn't really think about how popular the Hallmark movies were and how many people were going to be here to uh, to come and see this. And uh, it's been great. It's been great. Well, everybody also loves Christmas, and they're doing their shopping early, you know, four or five months. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally love Christmas. I, I leave my tree up. My, my tree's still up. What are we in? I, I mean, probably won't even take it down at this point. Just leave it up for another two months. I hope it's artificial. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's artificial. <laughs> you never know. You could be that guy that's like, no, nah, it's just kindling. The no. Charlie Brown tree with one one little uh, uh, spike sticking out on it. I have one of those, so I'm happy <laughs> with that. So, as a cartoonist, you've been doing this your whole life. Never thought that, like, you know, childhood passion of sitting and drawing in front of the TV would turn into a major career for you. And here you are working in your dream gig. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really a choice. I wasn't good at anything else. So, you know, it was always came back to drawing. You know, when I was in high school, I was drawing. When I was in college, I was drawing. Um, I, you could have played for the Mets. Well, yeah, but not the Yankees. Right. <laughs> As every Mets fan is going to get really mad. Anybody with a limp can play for the Mets. <laughs> uh, now I'm in trouble for that one. It's all right. Yeah. So, you know, what do you mean you weren't good at anything else? Uh, forget it. We go to shoot pool. I'm terrible. You know, any almost anything else, you know, in, in life that people would do for a living. You know, I was fired from... Dozens of jobs when I was a kid, you know, you know, like violently, like get out, you, you stink. Uh, and so it always just kept coming back to uh, kept coming back to art. And it is like the introvert's career. Not Comic Con though, no. you know. I mean, you really have to come out of your shell. I mean, I read acting books when I first started doing this because I was like, well, I, I can't just sit in a chair and not talk to anybody. I won't make any money. And so uh, doing the, the shows and, and coming out and being on stage and. You know, you really learn quickly that you have to, you know, kind of put on a put on a mask, and then not talk to anybody for seven days afterwards. You know, once you start doing it, it's 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 it sticks with you. You know, you, you just I mean, my whole life has become a much more social person than the typical introverted artist that sits there, you know, in the closet, angry at the world. And you know, you, you just you gotta be grateful sometimes that like I get to do this for a living and go to these shows and see all these cities and hang out with all these people and other artists and actors and it's a great job <laughs> well with art you know you're the creator but at some point it becomes in the ether it belongs to the world at some point and no longer belongs to you what was your first reaction when you realized that one of your pieces hit differently for an audience than it did for yourself um, well, there's, there's both positive and negative in that. Uh, before I painted, you know, Cheetos and Mickey Mouse, I did a series of five paintings about relationships. And they were still lives, and they were all huge, three feet by four feet. 
And I, there's all references. Everything in the painting means something. It's narrative. It tells a story. I thought I was an absolute genius. And these paintings were going to make me a millionaire and I'd be on the cover of Art News and going to New York gallery openings. And all those paintings were in my mother's living room. Nobody bought any of them. Nobody cared. Uh, and then I painted, you know, Cheetos and Mickey Mouse. And, and now I'm out signing autographs. And so, you know, the things... The things that I uh, was was thought that would would be a great idea to paint, not always. So now I try to paint all different things to just kind of see what, because I, I I never know. I, I never know what people are going to respond to and what they're going to like, and it's. I, and then you got a Doritos chip hanging out in the Guardians of the Galaxy's guy's living room. That was supposed to again. That was supposed to be a joke. I was talking. My brother's a 16th century French literary scholar with a double doctorate from Harvard and the Sorbonne. You, you think we're nerds? Um, and we're sitting there having a conversation one day, and he said, "I don't know what you're painting Cheeto uh, uh, apples and eggshells for. If Rembrandt were alive today, he'd be painting Cheetos and Doritos because that's what this country eats." And as soon as he said it, we went. Has anyone ever done that? Anyone, like, taken Cheetos and just painted them? Or Doritos was the first one. So I painted it, and then Michael Rooker was at a show. He saw it. I told him that story. He goes, I love it. I want it. And he buys the original. I And we, I said, well, if you're going to buy it, can we at least get a photo of me, you, and the painting so I can put it on? And I put it on my social media, and about 15 to 20 of my friends and family saw it. And then he posted the photo on his social media and about 15,000 of his friends and family saw it. And then it's history from there. And yeah, and then, then, then well then it was it was Cheez-Its and Bunions and all and stuff I would never even eat. And now Warhol's sitting there is like, and I painted an entire soup can. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, Michael Rooker actually commented at one point. He's like, if I turn you into the next Warhol, you'll be thanking me forever. So we're, we're still waiting. <laughs> We'll get there somewhere. Just don't make really bad, you know, short films. No. I'm, I'm, I actually had another comment. I'm going to hold it back and not get myself in trouble. That will be off the record. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. You know, yeah, but see, you said, you know, you weren't painting fruit anymore, yet you got pumpkins and onions and apples and other things going on that are originals. On Yeah, I still, I still like doing it. I just still like painting. And then the other thing is, you know, if I'm painting, you know, something like Doritos, it's way more complicated. I can paint peppers in half the time as a plate of snack food. So, again, I try to keep my speeds. The, the, I don't charge by the size. I charge by the amount of time it took to paint. So people often come by my table, and I got a little tiny painting, you know, will be like $500, and then a huge one will be $1,200. And I'm like, wait, well, how come the different... And well, the big one took me two days to paint, and the little one took me a week. The one thing I, I often forget to ask artists, but I, need, I do need to ask you, how do you keep your hands sharp so you don't end up with, like, carpal tunnel or tendinitis or anything like that? Yo-yos. Really? Yeah. Reverses it. Really? Yeah, carpal tunnel is, is taking your hand. They can't see we're on radio. Right. But it's, it's, in, it's an inward motion, and a yo-yo is an outward. So it reverses it. All right. I got to go get, get a yo-yo. Yeah, when you work at Disney, the first thing they gave us was a yo-yo. Okay. I dig it. Yeah. So with everything going on, Christmas cons here, we have to ask, what's your favorite childhood Christmas memory, and what's your favorite Christmas movie? Can I say Die Hard? It is a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, my favorite. Remember, Christmas. they bought Fox, so it's a Disney movie officially. I mean, there's so many Christmas. I, I, I I'm probably going to get beaten for this one, but I, I Christmas Vacation is one of my favorites. Absolutely, I watch it every you know, every year. It's on. Um, 
but Die, but Die Hard's really up there too. Um, I didn't think about it. I, I didn't prepare for that question. And then your favorite childhood one, then? How, well, favorite childhood memory one. for Christmas. I have no idea. I really have no idea. <laughs> well, then let's make Christmas twenty two count. Yeah. Not only at, com- at Christmas Con, but you know, Christmas in December. Well, I'll be at the New Jersey one in December, so we'll see. Hopefully, uh, that'll be as big and as fun as this one. It'll be cold. They'll have that, but you'll be home, and I'll be home. Well, no, I live in Florida. Oh, okay. smart man. Clinton, where can we find you on social media and your website if we want to connect with you? Uh, my name, ClintonHobart.com. I got Facebook. I got Instagram. Uh, I have Twitter, but I don't use it because I like my job. Um, and I don't have the – just Facebook and Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's it. Man, I don't do the Snapchat thing. It's weird. Clint Hobart, thank you so much, man. <laughs> ChristmasCon 2020 in Pasadena. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah.